Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. If you're new around here and it's your first time listening, then this is how the podcast works. The first half is all about us catching up on what we've been doing, talking about recent things, and then sharing a recommendation of something we love that we think you will really enjoy too. And then the second half is all about discussing a topic that we think is really relevant to the things that are going on right now that we think needs a bit more of a discussion than maybe is already happening. If you enjoy the episode, don't forget to hit subscribe because that will really help us and also mean that you get notified every Wednesday when there's a new episode. So before we get started, I think we need to address the elephant in the room, which is we missed last week's episode. And it is the first time that we have missed an episode since we started three years ago. Ah, bad guys. We're really sorry. Yeah, I mean, retrospectively, I realised today it looks like we took a week off to mourn the Queen, Um, which, don't get me wrong, respect to Queen Elizabeth and all that, but that is not why we did it. (laughs) We just had absolute diary chaos. (laughs) We could have actually totally rolled with that as an excuse. Um, Not that it is an excuse, obviously, mourning the Queen, everyone can take the time that they need, but it was, we just could not even manage it. And I think... To be fair to us, it's the first time we have ever had to happen in the whole time we've been recording this podcast. Yeah. And we're on, what, episode 136? Five? Five? Five, I think now, because of the missed episode. But it was just a really, um, it was one of those things where I was away, then I had a wedding, then I was coming back and flying to Canada the next day. You were between hotels driving across Europe, and it was your birthday, and it was just never, it was never going to happen. Yeah, so apologies for the unexpected ghosting. The good thing is it gave us a topic for this week, so (laughs) we move. (laughs) We segue. (laughs) But aside from all the chaos, how have you been? A lot has happened since we last recorded. (laughs) It has. So much has happened. It feels, to be fair, I think we were a little bit ahead before the diary chaos happened. But... um. Now I'm back in Croatia, have driven through eight countries, nine countries to get here, had a birthday, the Queen has died, moved into a new place, and that's just me, that's not even you. Yeah, I've been sick, we've got a new Prime Minister, I've got a start date for my new job, I can't even remember if I mentioned my new job in the last thing, but I've got a new job, it's all very exciting. Um. Been to a very good friend's wedding and back again. Went to Canada, got back again. Um, it's been a crazy end of summer, start of autumn, but it's been so much fun. And I don't know, I've just spent so much time with people who I really love and it's made my heart feel very full. And Canada looked amazing. Oh my God. I mean, I could do a whole podcast episode about why I love Canada, specifically the Greater Toronto area, but... Um, <laughs> we will save that for another time but yeah I will talk for hours but in summary it's bloody amazing the people are great I had the best time and my blood sugar well my blood generally is now about 80% maple syrup so (laughs) would you even go to Canada if you didn't live (laughs) with maple syrup (laughs) I mean I have come back with on our side right now we have maple coffee three types of maple tea maple candy maple biscuits um I did have some pumpkin spice cookies, which 
I couldn't bring back because they were cookie dough that had to be refrigerated. So my cousin baked them for me before I got on the plane. Oh, so oh that's so cute. Um, so I've eaten them all within the last 12 hours. And what else did I bring back? Oh, pumpkin spice Cheerios. Because that's a thing. Oh, my God. I didn't I know. even know you could get that. That's incredible. No. Um, And then also, of course mini pop tarts like bite-sized pop tarts oh my god they are as sugar-laden and calorific as they sound but my god they are good um so I think the next kind of couple of weeks are going to be spent eating vegetables (laughs) also it is the season for pumpkin spice and maple syrup and also it's getting a bit colder and you just want to eat a bit more like cozy food so I I don't think you need an excuse to enjoy all that stuff me that although I am gutted that we have just missed pumpkin pie season in Canada because Canadian Thanksgiving is much earlier than American Thanksgiving. It's like six weeks earlier. So mm. we almost, almost had pumpkin pie season and we went into a pie shop. So I say yesterday, but I'm lost with my days um, on Saturday and it was in the distillery district and they had literally every type of pie. I was like, oh my God, do you have pumpkin pie? And she's like, I'm really sorry. We don't have it until Monday. And I was like, it's okay oh, I'll have to make you one mate I can actually make them can you uh, I mean I've got the ingredients I just don't know how to so I've made them, yeah. them for the last two Thanksgivings at, like that we've had at, at home because Taylor loves it so I always make it and the, the first year was a massive fluke and it came out really well and then I did it again year just gone but God. I'm gonna have to try and get the actual stuff in the states this year maybe so I can compare and take notes oh my god yes Although I will say the the recipe that I use, I I almost halved the amount of sugar. I think two thirds the sugar because I just I was like I cannot put that amount of sugar in a pie. Like when you (laughs) see it, you see that volume, or like this is not. I'm not okay with this. Putting this in my body. I was I was slightly shocked at the sugar and portion sizes within North America. If I'm honest. we went to like a proper North American diner for breakfast one day and I've never seen pancakes so big in my life. <laughs> they were amazing, but my God. Did you finish them? This, this, no, I couldn't. But I did have two pots of maple syrup with it because I ordered one and my uncle was like, no, you're going to need more than that. So he's like, can we have a few more? I mean, that's a sign of a, a true, true Canadian, isn't it? Like, yeah, I was like, you've you never more. sounded more Canadian in your life. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was a great trip and it was wonderful. But how, tell me all about your birthday trip, because that sounded incredible. Um, I mean, well, so the Queen did pass away on my birthday. Um, so Which, it was, you know, it was... <laughs> it was a little bit odd to have like congrats like not congratulations like birthday wishes in the morning and then by the afternoon it was like oh I'm sorry that the queen has died on your birth I mean I didn't like take it personally I'm sure she didn't mean <laughs> to die on my birthday but, um so yeah, it was just a really kind of odd experience to have being in Italy um my queen passing away but the actual weekend of my birthday we had an amazing amazing time along the coast went to a lot of places that I had really like dreamt of going to and we went to Milan for a day Um, oh I love Milan we went to Florence for a day we went oh we went on my actual actual birthday weekend we went to I don't know how to pronounce it I think it's sink I think that's how Italians say it 
Cinqueterre. Yeah. Cinqueterre. Cinqueterre. I always want to say it the French way, like cinq, like five in French, but it's not. Um, which was absolutely stunning. So, so colourful, so beautiful. Um, it was one of those places really similar to Venice where I was worried that it wasn't mm. going to live up to the height. And yeah, thankfully yeah. it did because I was like, God, I actually don't want to spend my birthday here and end up really hating it. But no, it was it was amazing. 100% recommend going probably in the shoulder season actually is a better time to go. Um, mm. I think we ate pizza. I think seven out of the 10 days that we were in Italy. Oh I mean, you've got quite to, extreme. Right? I mean, you have, yeah, you have to. Can you not? It's not extreme. It's cultural appreciation. Exactly. Exactly that. Um, It would be wrong not to. And Aperol, obviously. Plenty of Aperol was consumed. Um, Yeah, it was a a lovely birthday. I really enjoyed it. Um, And now we are back in Croatia and I get to celebrate here all over again with the friends here. So my favorite kind of birthday is the drawn out birthday. I love that. And then you go to America in a few weeks. I feel like there's lots of exciting stuff happening. There is. I've just moved into a new place, though. So I need to like get settled here in my head first before thinking about the States. So I feel I like one, one thing at a time. I feel like we've got back and we said this would happen. But when we left, it was like, I don't know, 25, 20, 24, 25 degrees. And we've got back and it's freezing cold. It's gray and autumn is here. And I am so happy today. I am in thick socks, long trackies, and I'm under a blanket and it's my happy place. I've got white company <laughs> fireside burning. I've got all the autumn wax melts. Everything is cozy and I am happy. That is That does sound dreamy. It is still warm and sunny here, but I am looking forward to a bit more of cooler weather. It is a bit cooler here, which is not as awful. I say awful. I mean, almost 40 degrees for like a month and a half was quite awful but it's like mid-20s now which is a lot more manageable mm. uh, but I am looking forward to the autumn vibes in Portland when we're in the States oh my god you've timed that so perfectly it's gonna be so cozy I know I was so desperate to go to the east coast but we just can't fit it in one day I will do an east coast road trip for autumn we we literally said this like we had really hoped to go to Canada a few weeks later to get the leaves and they had started to turn even in the week we were there we did notice a few starting to turn but it's one for another time yeah reason to go back exactly anyway do you want to share your recommendation that was a very well-timed bit that we can cut out there (laughs) it was oh well well the reason my whatsapp just went off is because we left our car keys in canada mate no yeah Honestly, that legitimately happened. Um, it's a sore subject because I didn't want to take the car keys because I thought it was ridiculous and we might leave them in Canada. And Alex wanted to take them in case someone broke into our flat and then stole the keys and stole our car. And I was like, I feel like that's a marginal loss at that point. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, But I was like, Do you know what? I don't want to be that person. If it makes him feel more relaxed, take the car keys. Get home yesterday. Realise we don't have the car keys, ask my uncle, and they are still in the drawer in the bedroom in his house in Ontario. Why did you take them out of the bag? Mate, I have a lot of questions about this. I've decided to let it go. The only reason I'm bringing it up now is because I know Alex won't listen to it. But oh my God, 
I have had to refrain from saying I told you so, especially when a couple of months ago when I locked the fucking cars in the back of our boot and we had to get it taken out. Alex was like, why would you ever leave the other car and the other key in Maidenhead? Always have them in separate bags. Both fucking keys are in Canada. Both of them? No. Yeah. Yeah. Why, I why is there not a spare one left in a secret place somewhere? Oh, my God. Wait, so how, how did you get home? So thankfully, we'd always planned to get an Uber back because we knew that oh, okay. after like a 24 hour day of traveling, we weren't going to be in a fit state to drive. So we'd always planned to get a taxi back. Thank God. Um, and yeah, we got in and realized you don't have the car keys. And that was a really, really fun moment for us. <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm like conscious of the time that we have. But also, what are you going to do? How are you going to have to order a spare? How's Alex getting to work? Okay, so Alex is having to get an Uber to work. I'm calling that an idiot tax. And my uncle has just FedExed them over to us. That's what the um, WhatsApp going off was. And he's literally just put them in the post now. So we should have them in two to three business days. Wow. Oh, my God. So like that time that you accidentally took them to work on the train, this is nothing. That's nothing yeah, compared to this. Exactly. That was like mildly inconvenient. This is like... But what do you know what? You guys and keys for your... I know. I think it is in part because we don't have anywhere we can leave spare keys here, which is a slight problem. Um, but this is just so ridiculous that I actually just think it's hilarious. Like it's it's one of those things like there's nothing we can do except wait for them to arrive. Like, yeah, it's not like they're around the corner and we could possibly go and drive and pick them up. Like they're in another fucking continent. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just no point in worrying. But oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Your recommendation. Cool. What is it, my love? Uh, so my recommendation is Woodstock 99, um, which is a docu-series on Netflix. And it came out a few weeks ago and loads of people were talking about it. And then we missed an episode and I never got to recommend it. But I am still going to recommend it <laughs> because I thought it was really good and really interesting. And I had never heard of Woodstock before. Um it's a docu-series about a 1999 festival in Woodstock which is in New York and they tried to emulate the Woodstock 69 festival which was all about like peace love good vibes obviously 60s that kind of era but the 19 the Woodstock 99 festival um became very driven by basically making as much money as they possibly could at the expense of festival goers health and safety um they ran it on a disused military base but it was like 100 degrees so there was no shade um they outsourced all of the food and drinks so the suppliers were overcharging like crazy for water there was like no security there was there was sexual assault there was no control people were paddling in sewage like it descended into absolute madness and violence and I honestly couldn't believe I'd never heard of it before, but this is a three-part series that looks at how it happened and how it became so infamous when Woodstock 69 was famous for all of the right reasons. Yeah. And just I just thought it was so, so interesting. If it's like the... If you ever watch Fire Festival... No, but similar... I was going to say, it yeah. sounds like the 90s Fire Festival. So it's a similar kind of idea, except Fire Festival was like a massive con, basically. Whereas this one just went so wrong because they were driven by money and greed and they didn't plan adequately. 
but if you're really interested in that sort of thing and if you enjoyed fire festival i definitely recommend watching woodstock 99 because you you are honestly watching it like how how were these people so stupid how did they not plan for this like how did they think that acts that they chose were suitable for a festival that was supposed to be rooted in peace and love like mm. it's really interesting um yeah definitely definitely worth giving a watch if you like those style docuseries that sounds really interesting I'm adding it to the list right now <laughs> what is your recommendation so I was going to share a tv show but I feel like I'll mix it up so we have a bit of variety and I have a book this week and it is called one of the girls it's oh, have you read it yeah I finished it last week <gasps> okay we need to have a separate conversation about it then um <laughs> because I'm now going to have to try not give anything away, which is my worst skill. Um, But it is a thriller that's set on a Greek island. Six girlfriends go away for a Hindu. And you know from the off that by the end of it, someone's dead, but you don't know who and you don't know why. So it kind of plays the week up until the time that someone dies. Um, And all the way along, you think, oh, it's got to be this person. It's got to be this person or okay, that's going to happen. And there are so many twists and turns, so many ways that characters are interlinked when actually they kind of seem like a group of somewhat strangers. Um, It's just really cleverly written and I didn't see the ending coming. And it is the perfect, if you want like a, a summer thriller, it would have been perfect as a summer thriller, like a beach read. But I also feel like this time of year when you maybe want something a little bit spookier, but you don't want like a full-on horror book, this would be a really great option. Yeah, I loved it so much. I think especially because I'd done a, a, a Henbu abroad this summer and it was, the writing was so good at the start that it gave you that exact like setup. Like they're on a Greek island and it's the food that they're eating and the sun and the beach yeah. and sitting out on the terrace. Like you could relate to the vibe of it so much, like just hanging so out much. with girlfriends and then the way it deteriorates yeah I thought it was really clever the the last like quarter of the book where kind of all the connections fall into place and yeah I yeah I didn't see a lot of it coming which I loved yeah there were a lot of things I was like oh okay maybe that will happen and either that was right or there were like red herrings and I just think it was done so well and mm-hmm. it was another one of those stories where the whole picture is built up so brilliantly that you do feel like you're fully submerged in it and yeah. I think I know we've spoken before about how we hate a domestic thriller and that's why I think we struggle with domestic thrillers is because they almost don't have that element of like full, like the full picture, whereas this Mm -hmm. was just excellent. And I'm pretty sure I got it on Kindle Daily Deals and I keep seeing it on there. So it's definitely one worth checking out if you are interested in reading it. Yeah, I got it last week for 99p on Google Books. Bargain. Look at that, so in sync. Mm. Should we move on to this week's topic? Yes. So you may have gathered from our little intro, um, we didn't put an episode out last week as much as we tried. Um, So the back of that, we wanted to talk a little bit this week about when things just don't go to plan. And Mm. let's face it, it happens a lot. Like Things going wrong or things not going to plan in life are just inevitable it doesn't mean they're any less frustrating or annoying when it does happen but I think because it's something that 
we felt very frustrated by it, even though in hindsight we realized we just couldn't make it work with the episode that's why we wanted to, to talk about coping with what to do when things don't go to plan and kind of having a bit more compassion for yourself when that's the case I think if you're a perfectionist or a bit type A or you have um, high expectations of yourself, then when things don't go to plan, it's that bit harder. Mm. Because, and I know we've mentioned this before, like there's that expectation you have of yourself to foresee the fact that things will go wrong. Mm. And you kind of go, well, obviously that wouldn't have worked. But you've kind of got to remember that there's only so much you can control in life. And all the time you spend in that head, all the time you spend in that mindset of I should have seen this happening, I should have known, is time and energy you're just completely wasting. And whilst there's so much you can't control, it's that age old thing of you can control how you react to a situation, you can control your response, and you can control how you think about things in the future. And that's the best thing you can do when things don't go to plan. Oh, absolutely. Like I felt so guilty. I think I even texted you and I was like, I felt so guilty that hadn't managed to make things work and we hadn't been able to record the episode. And as much as when I kick myself for it, I'm like, God, I should have been more organized. I should have done this. I should have done that. We're letting people down. But then I think you you really need to take a step back and look at the bigger Mm -hmm. perspective of things and accept that things do go wrong like it's inevitable that things don't go to plan in life we can try our hardest to avoid things happening but things will still happen and getting upset or feeling guilty or being angry with yourself or the situation isn't going to make the situation any easier for you to deal with but it it has already happened and like you said you can only then control how you respond to it and how you adapt to it or learn from it or decide what your next step is mm-hmm. going to be because there's there's nothing worse than dwelling on something and thinking oh if that had gone right if that had happened or this had happened like for all you know you'll be dwelling on something when actually the outcome that has happened could lead to something better or something that you realize is a I don't know a, a more preferable situation than what you were aiming for in the first place definitely and I think that one of the really important things to consider is was the plan even the best idea in the first place? Was it mm. actually for the best? Was it actually realistic in the first place? Because we gave ourselves a bit of a hard time over the episode not going out. But actually, had we have managed to record it, it would have been rushed, low quality. We wouldn't have been happy with it. It wasn't mm. actually a particularly good plan in the first place. So I think we talk a lot about showing yourself compassion and forgiveness when things don't go right if everything always goes perfectly and nothing ever goes wrong you never have an opportunity to kind of actually show up as that more compassionate and considered person for yourself and so even though it's so frustrating and it's very easy to give yourself a hard time and go how could I not foresee that the plan wasn't perfect etc there's actually a really important thing you can do and a really important piece of work you can do to show yourself compassion when it goes wrong. And then in turn, that sets you up better in the future. I think that's a really important part of the process, though, evaluating when something doesn't go to plan. Is it really something that's vital? Are you letting people down or are you just guilt tripping yourself and thinking that you've let other people down? Is it something that's dangerous does it have a long-term consequences like what action do you need to take now to mitigate it I think 
that whole process of evaluating whether it is actually something that's worth getting upset about is really important because I was missing an episode. We we didn't really hurt anyone or harm anyone by missing an episode. And then beating ourselves up about it isn't helping anyone either. Mm-hmm. Like just because the plan has changed, like it doesn't mean that we failed at the podcast and we should just give it up and never do it. Like yeah. we, we learn from it. We realize that sometimes things don't work out. We think, oh, maybe we should record a bit further in advance. Maybe that's the learning lesson that we take from it. But yeah. at the end of these days, at the end of these days, at the end of the day, these things happen. And if, mm-hmm. like you were saying, if how can we then have any appreciation for th- when things do go well, if things are going well all the time, like, it, as yeah. hard as it can feel to accept at the time, those things not going to plan that can then put the things that do go to plan in a really what's the word I'm trying to look for here it's literally on the tip of my tongue it puts in a better perspective I think yeah it helps you appreciate there we go that's the word I was looking for I think it helps you appreciate more when things do go to plan and how accomplished you are how organized you are all of those things and if they don't go to plan it shows that you have adaptability if you can learn from it and put it in that perspective yeah I think that was one of the things that we realized quite quickly is after we were beating ourselves up a it was completely pointless no one else cared as much as we did but also made us realize that all of those times when people have gone oh my god that's so amazing that you've recorded the podcast when you've literally lived all over the world together and like you've gone for three years and never missed an episode and all of that sort of thing it by missing an episode it almost makes all of that true in my mind, does that make sense? Like it goes to show that actually, mm. yeah, it is really impressive. It is hard work. It is commitment. Um, because when it's made us stop and look back and go, oh, cool. That's quite, that is quite an achievement. Um, and I think if you do constantly try to push yourself forward and do one better and work harder, etc., it's very easy to get caught up in that rat race of always going for that marginal gain. And whilst Mm. I do think, generally speaking, we shouldn't spend too much time looking back and dwelling, I do think there's a benefit to look back and acknowledge how far you've come. And that's something that we haven't ever really done. And that was a nice outcome. Also, it goes back to what we've said so frequently about success. How do you define success? We could define success by having an episode go out every week or by never missing a workout, by always eating really healthily, by making sure that you spend X amount of time working on a side project every single day or week. Or you can define it by how you how healthy you feel, the quality of the episodes you release, the how much you enjoy prepping the food that you eat, the output from those hours that you spend on that side project and how proud you are of that output rather than the time spent on it. Like there's an opportunity to flip it and say, okay, what if we define success differently and therefore Yes, this might have gone wrong, but it's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. And I think that we, so we did an episode on coping with change and uncertainty. It was a few months back. And although that was kind of, that was recorded during pandemic times, I think a lot of what we said then is applicable to this situation, because what you're saying there is exactly that skill of being adaptable and life is unpredictable. And I do really think it is, an important skill to learn to be flexible and learn to be adaptable and learn to cope with change it doesn't mean that it's easy 
but it does make acknowledging yes you acknowledge the frustration or the guilt or whatever it is you feel for things not going to plan but it also being flexible and being adaptable makes it easier to move on and assess what your next step should be rather than dwelling on it and making yourself feel worse for absolutely no benefit at all exactly like it goes back to what we were saying the other week after however many minutes or seconds any negative feeling you're feeling you're doing to yourself and Mm -hmm. I think pretty quickly and I say quickly it wasn't minutes it was more like a few hours probably but for us it was relatively quickly to change that mindset from oh god we've really fucked up and we should have known better and all of that to go, it's fine. We can't do anything about it. It's one of those things. Pick yourself up and carry on. Yeah. And I think that's the really important lesson whenever things go wrong, like whether it is on a smaller scale or whether it is something much bigger, the point still stands. Like you've, you can sit there and be disappointed in yourself or frustrated. That's completely valid, but there comes a point where you have to just accept that that's the way things are and carry on moving forward. I think there's like a really interesting point in there as well about like, and I know we've briefly touched on it before, but like victim mentality. And oh my if gosh, something yes. doesn't go wrong, if something does go wrong, sorry, and you have the, if your response is, oh, why me? Why does this always happen to me? like yes that feels horrible but life is happening to you anyway whether it's mm-hmm. good or bad and if you're going to dwell in that victim mentality there's n- you're never going to be able to move on quickly or assess what your next step should be or evaluate what the real impact is if something has gone wrong like it might be that it's not having any impact at all but if you're constantly thinking why me being able to move on from the situation whether it's a really big thing that's gone wrong or a small thing just makes it that much harder and I butchered this earlier when I was trying to remember what it was but the mm-hmm. the saying that you said before about it won't matter in five years time then you shouldn't spend more than five minutes thinking about it that's the right way around isn't it yes yes yeah it is it I, is true yeah I think it's very easy when something goes wrong and you have those really powerful emotions to get caught up in it and yeah. It feels like when that happens, at time stops. But you're right, life keeps happening. But you don't get that time back. So you can either stay in that really negative mindset long term or you can go, right, this is shit, but let's move forward. And that isn't always easy to do and it's not always going to be a linear process. But I think the act of deciding that it's not going to be a negative story constantly in itself is really powerful because mm-hmm. it goes back to that idea of ultimately you take responsibility for it even if it's not your fault yeah. that something didn't go to plan if you're if you are sat there thinking why me for hours days like weeks mm. after something has happened the only person's time that you're wasting is your own when yeah. you could be taking responsibility and reacting in a way that's far more I guess beneficial and far more um like proactive like yeah you could be reacting in a way that's far more proactive than thinking why has this happened to me 
I completely agree. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and can forgive us for the fact that last week did not go to plan. Um, If you did enjoy this, don't forget to hit subscribe. We will be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, please everyone stay safe, stay well, and we will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.